2: It's the Get Right. We're Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula, Alec Med for holding it down for here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. 877-881-1053 if you want to get in on the conversation coming up here in 18 minutes. The good guys decided they didn't want to handle business in Cincinnati and dropped all three of their games against the Reds. What in the world is happening with your Texas Rangers? We'll get into a little Rangers talk at the bottom of the hour here on your home of the Rangers, one Oh five three, the fan right now, though we go to the diamond factory hotline where live in Kansas city of Missouri. She is a host and reporter for DallasCowboys.com, Emmy winner as well. That's right. And today, at least for one time, you know, she was cheering. I don't know. Were you cheering for Manchester City today, Haley? Um.
3: Listen, Kevin, I don't want to talk about it mm-hmm. because uh-huh. I was incredibly disappointed. Mm-hmm. And all I can say without – I'm going to be polite here and I'm going to take the high road, but just know that one of us is still at the top of the table and the other – is not. So that's all I'm going to say.
4: Not when the game, not when these games in hand. Uh-huh. Not when these games in hand. You are going to come sit next to us here soon?
3: <laughs> you know what? I'm not getting into it. I'm not I, I was working today. I didn't see the game. I don't want to talk about the game. I'm disappointed in the game and that that's whatever. It's still Gunners. Gunners for life.
4: Yeah, for those of you that don't know, Haley is an (laughs) Arsenal fan, and you would think that she Mm. knows this because that's what they do. Um, That (laughs) being said. (laughs)
0: They do. (laughs)
3: They do. Listen, I always tell everybody, like, my, my favorite thing is that I root for teams that don't always meet expectations, and that's Arsenal in a nutshell. So, Go
4: Gunners. Woo-hoo. Uh, speaking of not meeting, <laughs> meeting expectations, KG is going to hate this segue. Uh, have you have you had any Kansas City barbecue and what do you hey,
2: think? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, because
4: this has been a long-term battle between KG and Ooh. the Tolos on whether, whether or not Kansas City barbecue is now good. Now, wait.
2: Before Haley answers, I saw her post today about this. Okay. And I'm going to have to confront it once she gives her answer on oh. air for everyone else.
3: Okay, so here's my thing. We went to Arthur Bryant's for a media opportunity where we got a chance to talk with Charles Davis, Joel Klatt, uh, Daniel Jeremiah, some really good draft insight today, and it happened to be at this historic place called Arthur Bryant. Um, I am a barbecue snob. My, I grew up with my dad. He has like three different pits, three, he does a pellet grill and all, all the things, and so he's won awards for his barbecue, so I have pretty high expectations, even in Texas. When it comes to barbecue, um, I'm not sure if uh, Arthur Bryant's was the move personally. Um, I didn't care for it, but I'm, I've been given some suggestions to check out some other places. So I'm gonna keep an open mind until I leave, and then I'll try to do like a overall like, okay, what did we think? But as of right now, Texas is blowing Kansas City out of the water mm. with barbecue.
2: You hear that? cake, blowing out of the were water. The best part okay, I'll- of
3: my meal today.
2: So, well, you said the best part of your meal was what? The fries. <laughs> all right, Haley. But again, Ooh, that's downright but again, disrespectful. I'm not, I like it.
3: I'm, uh, but, what, uh, but again, I've only been to one place, so I'm not going to try to lump it all into one category. I'm going to keep an open mind because I've been given some other suggestions. I've been told that there's some other places here. So I- I'm just counting this as a they were busy. Uh, the service was great. The restaurant was great. Um, so I don't want to dog the place. Like it was great. Um, it just does not compare personally to some barbecue that I've had in my home state of Texas.
2: Okay. So before I ask you a real, relax, Medford, I don't see, I don't like you shaking your head back there. Um, before I ask you an actual (laughs) draft question was one of those suggestions, uh, Gates barbecue.
3: It was not. I believe oh, somebody see, said uh, they Q- messing up Q twenty nine or Q thirty nine, something mm-hmm, to that mm-hmm. effect. Yep. Um and then someone else said
2: Joe's? Yep, yep, Joe's, Oklahoma Joe's. Yeah. Same Joe's
3: K C huh. and Q thirty nine. Those are my two recommendations. So uh, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it an open mind until I go to a place that's been recommended and then I will make my final decision. I'm going to
2: have to make a couple phone calls on your behalf because you're <laughs> you not getting the real from my folks in Kansas City about what barbecue place you need to go to. I'll, don't worry, I'll take, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of you. Yeah, give me regs. Yeah, I'll take care of you. What were you able to glean from the Daniel Jeremiah's and the Charles Davises of the world today and what they had to say about what they feel like the Cowboys was going to do tomorrow night?
3: Yeah, so much good information today. Uh, they were, first off, I want to say like they were so gracious, you know, with these Media scrums you never really know what you're going to get. You don't know how much access you're going to actually get to, you know, whether it's a former player, an analyst, whatever it is. But the PR staff that was there was really accommodating. We were able to get one-on-ones with each one of the guys. So it was really good just to kind of pick their brains and not just get surface-level information. But uh, the biggest, and I'm not going to say surprising, but I guess it was just interesting, uh, the overarching thing that these guys kind of talked about was for the Cowboys at that pick at 26. Uh, it would probably benefit them to trade up, especially if Bijan Robinson was available. That was the guy who they kept kind of defaulting to. We know that Bijan has ties to the Cowboys. We all know how exciting it would be to have him um, on the roster come August later this year. But it was very interesting that that was kind of the general consensus among those guys. I even had a chance to talk to Ryan Clark. Actually, we just came over from the setup, and Ryan kind of said the same thing. Uh, but realistically, it feels more like drafting a tight end at that 26 spot feels a little bit more comfortable because when you're looking at what the Cowboys already have done in free agency, uh, this draft is much more of a, okay, let's bring in some weapons and add to what we have versus we have some real desperate needs that we can't get by in 2023 without. Um, So it was definitely interesting conversation. Some names that we've talked about previously that everyone kind of knows at this point, but Uh, They were really high on Dalton Kincaid, uh, Michael Mayer, and even Luke Musgraves was a name that was thrown in at that tight end spot. So uh, it's really interesting. And the Cowboys have a lot of wiggle room with that pick. You know, their draft board, I'm sure they're tidying it up as we speak. And so they'll kind of just have to play chess and and figure out who's going where. But, uh, yeah, the general consensus prayed up to get a running back like Bijan or Jameer Gibbs or you take a tight end at that spot.
4: We're talking to Haley Sutton of DallasCowboys.com. And Haley, I mean, I'm sure you've heard with Stephen Jones talking in the pre-draft um, presser and then also on KNC Masterpiece here on 105 Through the Fan. You know, it feels like he's kind of giving away the game sometimes because when he's talked about the possibility of, you know, what's some of the deepest positions in this draft or, you know, kind of talking about the idea of what they might do with 26, tight end seems to come up early so one do you kind of feel that as you've, you know you've kind of talked around to folks and then two I guess to get a little deeper it seems like folks have all pointed to but what about the two young tight ends that you had on this roster uh, what is your standpoint on that as well
3: sure yeah I think the tight end position makes a lot of sense I'm not going to say it makes the most sense but it makes a lot of sense this is a class where you haven't really seen a group of tight ends across the board be so strong Uh, you know, than what we've seen in recent years. So it's definitely an intriguing position from that regard. But you have to think about how the Cowboys want to use their tight ends. Mike McCarthy told us at the combine way earlier this year, it feels like uh, that they're kind of playing with that tight end position, given the loss of Dalton Schultz. Um, you know, they want someone who's going to come in and be versatile. They want someone who's going to be, you know, a good blocker because you lose that pass protection and when, when you lose Ezekiel Elliott. So they want to bring in a guy who, is, and not just bring in a guy, but just the tight end position in general for the Cowboys. They want someone who's going to be, you know, strong at the line of scrimmage, but also be able, you know, to maybe get you down the field on – short down yardage or whatever the case may be. So they're definitely looking for versatility at that position. And you can get that, I think, with this tight end group. That being said, it's no shade to the guys who are still here. Uh, It's no secret. I'm obsessed with those guys, Jake and Peyton. They're my favorite guys on the roster by far. Um, And I think you'll see a huge jump from both of them going into this season But you have to be realistic. You know, Dalton was still tight end one in 2022. And while you did see Jake get some meaningful minutes and some meaningful yardage there, uh, especially towards the end of the season and when Dalton was out, Peyton was the same way. You just, you never know what to get in that year one to year two jump. So when you have a position group like tight end in this draft that feels really strong, naturally you want to bring in a guy who is also either going to be an immediate contributor or a guy who can hop in the system and be kind of in the draft and develop mindset that the Cowboys are so attached to. So I like a picket tight end at 26. I think it's it's spicy. Uh, It's maybe not what people expect or what people may want, but I think what I've learned with this organization is you have to trust what they do because they've got really good results in the draft.
2: Interestingly enough, Daniel Jeremiah's final mock draft has been released and he selects... (laughs) Luke Musgrave, the tight end from yeah. Oregon State at number 26, with Michael Mayer having gone number 21 in his mock draft to the Los Angeles Chargers. Hello, Kellen Moore. Uh, he would get another weapon there. So interesting to see where Jeremiah stands in his final mock draft going into tomorrow. And I, I do want to ask you, though, a lot of the talk has been on the offensive side of the ball, whether it be a tight end, possibly a wide receiver, maybe an offensive lineman. Is there a defensive prospect that intrigues you that if they are sitting there at 26, you may have a second look that you may want to see the Cowboys take.
3: Yeah, I definitely, obviously think that the biggest issue on defense last year was stopping the run. And it was addressed when they brought in big Johnson Hankins at the trade deadline, there was significant improvement there. Um, I think your defense is pretty solid, but when you look, you know, at what this defense offers, it's not just a matter of, you know, who's going to come in and help solve that right now, but, who's a guy you can get in for a longevity standpoint, you know, like some of these guys on the defensive line, especially in the interior are guys who are coming up on contracts and you're going to have to start thinking, okay, tank, how much more does he have in the tank? Dorrance, how much more does he have and what kind of deals are they going to be making down the line? So while I don't have anybody specifically in mind defensively, uh, I think that they will do their due diligence to kind of take a look at that. And Steven even told us on Monday when he spoke to us, uh, and I believe Mike did as well, um, you know, from that standpoint, he is really adamant on building the defense on what is already in the building. Those are guys that have the experience who understand the Dan Quinn system and what the expectations are from Dan. And so it's really interesting. I'm actually interested to see how they approach that because Mike is pretty confident in, you know, addressing um, that internally, I guess. So good as, your choice is as good as mine, I guess. It'll be interesting to see how they go from the defensive standpoint.
2: I tell that room service they can wait.
3: I know. I, I think they caught me off guard. I couldn't figure out why the phone was ringing.
4: Do we want to answer that on air? Do we want to see what they what they want? No? No.
3: Okay, fantastic. No, I'll put you back in later.
4: All right, fantastic. Uh, speaking about swinging back, um, with the NFL draft, obviously the draft itself is something, but sometimes it can be a a landmark in the landscape that, you know, has other things happen. Like, obviously, Aaron Rodgers were traded. There was kind of talk – before maybe a week or two ago maybe a little bit earlier about the idea of these veteran running backs that have been looking seeking trades to have better uh situations for themselves and they some of those had been linked to the Cowboys someone like a Derrick Henry or some others um if those you know once we get through the draft those players are made available do you see that as a possibility for this Cowboys team especially understanding that you've got Tony Pollard coming back on a single year uh you know franchise tag And then after that is guys that you don't necessarily view as, you know, staples in a running back room.
3: Yeah, I am super interested to see how the running back room pans out, especially after this draft, because again, you know, when you look at that position, you're looking for a guy who could come in and be an immediate impact player because you're relying on Tony to be your running back one. We have to be mindful. He is coming off of a broken leg and a high ankle sprain from that game earlier this year. Not that I have any doubt that he won't make a full recovery, but it's still something to keep in mind. You added a Ronald Jones during free agency, a guy who had a lot of potential. His ceiling was really high, but he's also battled some injuries, so you really don't know what to expect from Ronald Jones. You've got Malik Davis, who had some really meaningful minutes last year, Uh, but just how much is he going to be in the mix? And then some of the other guys on the practice squad as well who could be doing some moving around. So I kind of like the idea of adding a veteran presence There, You know, especially if it's something to where you can work out a short-term deal to where they come in, they make their impact, very similar to what the Cowboys did with T.Y. Hilton uh, last year at the trade deadline. Bring in a guy who, you know, has maybe some more mileage but still has some left in the tank. He's going to come in. You don't have to worry about a learning curve because this is a guy who understands what it's like running tough in the NFL, uh, so that's a super interesting point. As long as Derrick Henry doesn't make his way to Philadelphia, like, I'm, I'm good. But the, the rumors of him going to Philly, a little bit terrifying. I hope they're just rumors. So we'll see kind of where he ends up to. But, yeah, it's definitely an interesting time to be a running back in the NFL.
2: Haley, let the folks know what it's going to be doing over the next couple of days with DallasCowboys.com as you get ready for the draft.
3: Yeah, so I am actually getting ready to crank out an article or two just based on some of the stuff we heard from our NFL analysts today. So that should be coming out probably tomorrow morning. Um, We've also got some uh, fun pieces that we've been doing as well. So be on the lookout for some stuff on social media. Uh, We will be on the red carpet starting at, I believe, 4 o'clock tomorrow. So grabbing any and all interviews we can get with players, prospects, uh, any more analysts that are there just to get as much insight we can, not only about the draft but just about the Cowboys' outlook going into 2023. Uh, one of the things I asked most of the guys today was how close they thought this Dallas Cowboys team is to a Super Bowl, um, and really to my surprise, a lot of them think they're right on the the edge there. They're you know kind of a few more pieces and they're they're tipping into that category. But the biggest thing is how can we get past Philly in the division? So just getting some more insight on that. And then, of course, hopefully our pick is here. We'll have some exclusive stuff with the pick. Um, I'll be back in Dallas on Friday uh, to ride the bus back with him when he arrives in Dallas to do his introductory press conference. So a lot of stuff, but I'm so excited. It's really cool just to be out here and see the setup and the excitement of fans who will be filing in, I'm sure, early tomorrow. So it's an exciting time to be in Kansas City.
0: Yeah,
4: all that great work is why she got an Emmy. Never forget. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
2: Thank you, guys. Shout out to the history. You humble me. Yeah. <laughs> Look. we That's try- the complete opposite of what I'm trying to do. We're is, gassing right, up yeah, over here. Exactly. We're going to stay gassing you up over here. Haley, as always, <laughs> thank you so much for the time. Enjoy your time in Kansas City. I'll um, Make sure you get the barbecue recommendation that you're supposed to get to make sure you have a good time. Okay?
3: Please send me all of the recommendations.
2: Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. There she goes, Haley Sutton of DallasCowboys.com. Good enough to join us here on the Get Right.